Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. moving upward the way it's doing. Thank God. It's kind of heartwarming. I just got a note here and said that uh, there's a New Jersey school now that has a media director. So it's kind of nice. Media director. This is a New Jersey high school, by the way. And the uh, same school has a, uh, a director of athletic coordination and activities. Just kind of, you know, kind of groovy. You remember when they used to have gym teachers? Remember that? <laughs> All they have is a gym teacher and a coach. And uh, that was all. all. Now, of course, uh, the title uh, syndrome is proliferating. You realize that the janitor in most society, when the commercial comes on, is only matched by the coming of spring in Greenland. And I would like to uh, uh, lay one here on you. Here we have Wolf's Kasha tonight. Now, for those of you that don't know what Kasha is, they're little kernels of roasted buckwheat groats. Now, you know what the groat is. It's a small, furry animal that feeds on... Uh, largely grass. It's herbivorous. And I think you'll find it very exciting to lay into a bowl of buckwheat groats. Now, uh, kasha is uh, generally, for those who know it, is spelled wolfs. W-O-L-F-F-S. It's an ancient food. If you'd like to go back in time, uh, <laughs> enjoy the same kind of stuff that Og and Charlie did when they crawled out of the antediluvian mud and sat in the cave. They started right out eating groats. And uh, we would like to suggest you try it. Wolfs. Wolfs. And by the way, they have a do not cry wolf too loudly, uh, nor too often, because they may lay something else on you. If you cry wolf too often, you're liable to wind up with Rice Krispies. So I would suggest that you... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it's spelled with two Fs in this case, though, so it's okay. And uh, you write uh, to us here. It says us, us. I don't know who the hell that is, but you write to us here at this radio station and ask for the Wolf's Kasha cookbook. And uh, they, they give you a lot of information. You must be over 21 and a guaranteed art student, however, if you get this. And come in a brown wrapper. Food, passion, home. 
Three subjects that interest just about everybody. Three subjects that are featured every week in Sunday Newsday's L.I. Magazine. Three subjects that make up L.I. On sale everywhere. All right, now, would you please uh, prepare my thing there? We're going to salute tonight's, uh, tonight's movement forward in the great... Uh, in the great world, it's, more, it's a worldwide thing now. The world movement towards true slob art. Bring it on there, Bill. Yeah, the bear, Mr. Train. God, I sing great, you know. The bear, Mr. Train. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train. And now he's walking. Yeah. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train. Oh, the bear, Mr. Train. And now he's walking. Train. Oh, the bear missed the train, and now he's walking. All right, I'm going to So what I was about, we'll put the other one up there, please, Bill. <clears throat> See, I thought I was going to cut that out this year. No, I tell you, all my all my resolutions are going to hell in a handbasket, just like that. But uh, what I did, uh, what I did note here. Hey, did you hear about this late, the latest fantastic artistic uh, attempt? Now it's not yet completed, but there was a little news note. I, I've always felt that the, uh... no, 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 Bill, no, no. See, you've gone all the way. You've screwed it all up again. The one you removed, I would like to have again. That's right. Replace the original one. No, no, don't try to see. You, you show, you show a, a the tendency which I deplore in our time, and that is refusal to ever accept the fact that you have booted one. Nobody ever does that. <laughs> it's always due to forces over which one has no control that one was forced to boot another one. Well, you got it up there? Set up. Go wait till you get that uh, cued in there. Very good. You see that we have vast technical resources at our command. Namely, Bill sitting in there squatting on his Allied catalog. And, uh, well, he has vast... You, you'd be surprised at the talent that's locked in his head. It's hard as hell to get it out, but he's got it locked in there. And one day, we're going to get it all, Bill. My God, we're going to give you a soldering iron and uh, let you go to work here. Incidentally, uh, <laughs> speaking of artistic achievements, I have to salute this tonight uh, for those of you who like to keep up with the art world. An English artist who calls himself a conceptual artist, which, uh, you know, that's kind of a contradiction. In, in, a, in, a, in a way, it's really not a contradiction. It's a... Uh, it's a redundant uh, conceptual artist. All artists are supposed to have concepts, aren't they? I mean, I, 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 maybe I've been wrong all this time, but he calls himself a conceptual artist. 
And uh, anybody calls himself that right away, by the way, I'm, I'm a little worried about at this point. I've been, you know, taken with a large grain of salt. But anyway, he is now hard at work out near Wyoming someplace in that area. You know, with a lot of wide open spaces. And what is he doing? Well, he is creating a gigantic letter, an enormous letter. I mean, you know, piling up rocks and stuff. And it's a tremendous letter. I mean, it's a letter like like 25 miles across. And what he is doing, he's putting a different letter on five continents. <laughs> That's for a grandiose scheme. He's putting five letters on five different continents. And they're enormous letters. They're like 30 or 25 or 30 miles across. These aren't, you know, it takes him like two years to make one letter. And he's making these fantastic letters. And uh, what is it going to spell? Well, uh, he's, he's, he's spelling out the five letters. What do you think he would be spelling? Well, now this is what I say is going to become a, a, a... In the end, probably a thousand years from now, he's going to be probably the only artist that will be remembered from our time. For all time. He's spelling Earth. In other words, he's labeling the earth. He put the label on the earth. <laughs> well, you've seen cartoons, haven't you? little round ball that says Mars on it. Well, this guy, <laughs> he's putting earth on five. Each letter is on a different continent, see? So that if, if you're really far away, see, so, like if you're in Mars or Venus, there it is. You No question about what you're looking at. It says earth right on it. And uh, this brings up a, you know, pretty, you know, it's just all kinds of ramifications. I can see far out in the Milky Way, 700 billion miles from Earth, 42 light years removed from our solar system. Two scientists are working to control of a gigantic, enormous electronic solar telescope. Oh, that's great. I love that. My God, what a way to come into a room. Can't you imagine this music playing every time you come in the room? You just walk through, you know, you cut the electromagnetic beam and it's... Oh, Big Fred has arrived. That's what I like. A lot of timpanies. Just beat the hell out of those kettles. Wait till you hear this one now. Here's where he gives it to them. Well, of course, it turns out they're not canals at all. Uh, you've probably been uh, staying up with that. I'm sure you have. But uh, they are not canals. Uh, they they just are sort of shadows that, that nobody quite uh, could uh, could figure out what they were until they sent these uh, probes past and it turns out they were shadows. Well now now has it occurred to you that and it has me many times flying over over the uh, terrain, especially in in the eastern areas, you, and and that's also true of the far west. Flying over the east and the far west, the most spectacular element of our landscape are the turnpikes, especially at night. It's fantastic at night. Great, great long lines of headlights 
and uh, especially in the summertime. Now, that could bring up some fantastic concepts of what our, what our globe is like to a guy sitting, say, 42 light years away. It, uh, it's very easy to see him do this, you know? Here, I can see these two guys. Now they focused on this thing. See, over five years, they have, they have deciphered that this, that this globe says Earth. And now they're focusing in on it. They figured there must be something there. And uh, they've been working on design of telescopes. And now their telescope can produce an image three times greater than their famous Earth telescope, the one that spotted the five magic letters. Earth. On the first night, they have it turned on. Dr. Mowgli is peering through the eyepiece. And he says, Great. Six. Fifteen? Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, fifteen miles can be seen a hell of a long distance. Did you know that, that our probe going past Mars, they said that they can spot something that's roughly 300 yards across. I mean, they, they, can, they, can, uh, they can see that size, see, 300 yards across. Well, if you can see something 300 yards across, you sure as hell couldn't miss a, a, a Jersey Turnpike typical Sunday night traffic jam. <laughs> hey, you know, what would we do? Now, that's a good question. You know, we, we're, we're doing all this stuff all the time, sending these probes out, you know, all the time. And uh, they go whistling right by. You know, they go whistling past Venus. Now, if there's a guy sitting in Venus, you know, and he's, he's uh, at the beach or something, all of a sudden this thing whistles by, taking pictures of him, it would cause a little confusion, uh, uh, certainly a little concern. I just wonder what we would react, how we would react. You ever thought how we would react? You know, I think secretly, if I may, uh, if I may get the philosophical here at this point, I think secretly, all of us secretly believe that we're the only ones in the solar system. Now wait a minute. Now, now listen to me out, Bill. Um, there's another side of our head that says, yeah, there has to be other people. In other words, we, we're 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 constantly torn between these two things, and and. Uh, and everybody who says, "Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, there's a life on other planets. There's a there's civilized life." On the other hand, he would refuse to accept it if it actually was true. See what I'm saying? I'm saying there are certain ideas that you can accept intellectually, but emotionally, they uh, <laughs> they give you problems. Uh, I mean, it's like accepting the fact that your uncle Fred is an axe murderer. Have you have you ever noticed that no matter what whoever you see interviewed on the on the air, who who knew this uh, mad slayer that killed forty seven, with his uh, Thompson submachine gun, uh, they always say, well I I don't believe he done it. No no I knew him I knew him when he was a kid, and uh, nah that's that's a frame up. He never done it. No 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 Clarence he, he was not capable. He was one of the nicest guys in the neighborhood. He's a quiet guy. He used to come and go. Never bothered nobody. And then Gabe Pressman says, and madam, uh, what, are, what are your remembrances of Mad Dog Clubinger? She said, well, I, I can only say that I cannot, I cannot believe that uh, well, he was in my Sunday school class, and I know definitely that he did not commit those 47 murders. Now, you, you know this is all the time. It's see, that's because nobody can accept the fact. A murderer is something you see in the newspaper. I mean, it's, it's an abstraction. But if it turns out to be your Aunt uh, Clara, then, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, no way. And, and so this is, this is one of the great problems. 
of, of, you know, the ability to accept something that is intellectually acceptable, but emotionally not. Now, you just say, yeah, I can accept the fact there's, uh, there's uh, people out there. Okay, you think you can, all right? So, one day, you're, you're fooling around the backyard, Bill. you got your power lawnmower on, you know, and, and, uh, and uh, there, uh, you know, you got the barbecue going and all that stuff. So, you assume it's summertime. It's a passenger. You agree. You think of flying, uh, taking a plane to uh, Chicago. Uh, flying is something, you see a plane go over, and it's, uh, it's something that uh, is somehow other people, or you don't even think of them as people, they're pilots, uh, are involved in. And so you see this going along around, flying over your head. You, all your life you've seen airplanes. Well, then one day you decide to go down and take lessons in this thing. And even then, you're still a passenger, even while you're studying it. Uh, your 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 instructor is always sitting next to you. Either he's on the right hand seat or he's in the left hand seat, but he's there. He's a real pilot, and you're just sitting in there, and uh, he's telling you these things. And then you start doing it. It's still at the same time. He's there all the time. You know this. It's a very secret uh, knowledge of the fact he's always there with you. And uh, even though you may land the airplane, you may take it off, you may fly it around the patch, you still know that there's that there's somebody in charge, and it ain't you. <laughs> there's this guy sitting there next to you, and he's got these green sunglasses, and he keeps saying things like, come on, I watch your airspeed now. Come on, watch that. Look at that ball there. Come on now. I guess let's coordinate them turns. And uh, he's, he's really in, in charge. Well, then one day, you, you, you do this. You go around the patch, and he's sitting there next to you. This is the way it's done. See, he lands the airplane. You come down. Usually you land it. And he's sitting there. He says, oh, come on, come on, get that nose up. Come on now, let's, let's kill that airspeed. Get the nose up there. I want a full stall this time. And you land it, and you start taxing out. And he suddenly flips the latch on the door, and he gets out of the air. Maybe motion he would show in the situation, uh, if it were in real life, that is shown. For example, how many times have you seen people get shot? And it doesn't seem to bother them. Uh, he's walking around holding his arm, you know. Uh, at no point is he in a state of shock, and and the the people who are watching don't seem to flip either. You know, his wife sees him get shot in the shoulder. Have you ever seen a guy get shot? All right, you know that it wasn't very much like you saw on uh, on uh, on say, uh, uh, well, name anyone, any Vince Edwards uh, ep epic. <laughs> I mean, any uh, like Cannon. Uh, you know, they they take it so easily. Like Cannon the other day, a guy threw a harpoon through his arm. Did you see that one? Yeah, a, a harpoon right through his arm. And, and there it is. It stuck right through him, a fish harpoon. And he's, oh, oh, he grabbed his arm. See, this is a you know, realistic drama. Ooh! And at that point, he goes and he beats the guy that was doing that did it, which was quite a trick since the guy must have been at least 25 years younger than he was. And he, 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 he clubbed him into submission and then at that point, he says, all right, now get the wire cutters. We're going to cut this thing right out of my arm. And so they cut the wire cutters, and they, it went right through. He says, I'm going to pull it right through. In other words, the spear went right, right through his shoulder. And five minutes later, he's running around. He doesn't even have his arm in a sling or anything. You saw that? Well, that's, uh, that's why people who watch TV dramas have no concept of what violence was really like. And when they really see it, they almost go out of their birds. Because, you know, they're... they're there is a belief in America, or anybody, not America, anywhere, where people are moving, slowly ease the yoke back, and suddenly, you're up. Well, 
ain't no turning around. In fact, <laughs> in fact, that that moment of 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 stark realization that you are involved in a situation that you have brought about, and at the same time you've thought a great deal about before this. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is inevitable. You are going to carry it through. There is no way for you to suddenly jump out on the wing of a plane and say, "Hey, you guys, this is ridiculous." No way. It's uh, <laughs> you just you're they're there. See, so you just go around. And, and and did I tell you about one one story of the speaking of great solo flights of uh, of one guy that uh, that uh, soloed. In fact, he soloed out of a field in Jersey, and he took off. And he got scared. He's, he's up there now, see. But instead of saying, I'm going to get this damn thing down because I'm up now. Now the thing is to get it down. Uh, he took off, and he's up in the air. See, he's circling around up there. Now he's up at about 1,000 feet, which was the the, uh, the altitude that he was supposed to fly at. And they're on the ground, of course, the, the instructor and all the other guys. They're up there, you know, watching the scene up there. And, and he's, he's flying around. And he's not coming down, obviously. He, instead of him making the big circle around the field in the patch, what they call him the pattern, and then he comes in and he makes his final and he, he lays it in there, uh, he doesn't do that. He just keeps circling around. So they rush in and they go on the radio. Unicom saying, ah, uh, six, uh, N6973 Cherokee uh, Delta. Uh, well, everybody stood there, you know, they didn't know what to say. The helicopters, the, the guys with the with the uh, ambulances with the red lights on the top, you know, they're all standing around kind of silly. And he says, hey, you know, that was pretty good. I'm going to go around again. And uh, at that, the instructor said, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. No, he says, no, he said, I'm, I'm being fine. Which, at that point, after all, he's soloed. He's done it. He didn't say, you know. So at that, off he goes. He completes his next two, four, absolutely perfectly. He makes two trips around the patch, lands. Another trip around the patch, lands. And has never had trouble since. And incidentally, he's a better than average pilot. Now, <laughs> now all I got to say is that that moment of realization is something that uh, that quite often transcends what you think it's going to be, and your reaction to it is different than you think it's going to be. In fact, there was an old there's an old army slogan that says, "You never know, no way can you tell what a guy's going to be like under combat until he's getting shot at." Now he can tell you beforehand. Oh, he's, what are you talking about? I, you know, I know all about this. I've been, you know, 87 weeks of basic training. I know all about this. And uh, But the minute something off in the bushes goes boom, shoo, something whistles past you and explodes and blows off the top of a house behind you, that changes it. <laughs> and it's very different. And you don't, you don't know how you're going to be. Well, it's like, it's, like, it's like when you're a performer. I can tell you as a performer... Uh, there's no way for me to describe to you what it's like to walk out on the stage, let's say, of Carnegie Hall with 2,500 people there waiting for you to sing The Bear Missed the Train. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and then, you know, to, to, to pull it off, I mean, to consummate it, uh, that's, uh, that's another thing. And it goes by in almost an instant. When it's all over, you, you just did it, and uh, you can't you really remember specifics. Now, I've seen other people. You know, I saw one of the worst things I ever saw that way was an actor I know one time walked out on a stage on an opening night. And uh, it was an important role. And this was his first important big break. The guy's been an actor for like 10 years. But he never got that big thing. He walked out on a stage 
on the stage. Uh, the the curtain had gone up, and here here he was, the leading character. He walked out on the stage, and they'd been out on the road now for about six weeks with this show, and now they're opening in New York. The poor guy walks out on the stage, and it was fantastic. It was like he was made out of ivory soap. Yeah, okay, fine. I I, I got work to do, honey. So he walks out. <laughs> he walks out on the stage, and it's like it's like the guy is is made out of ivory soap. He's stunned. And people in the in the wings are saying, "Hey, hey, Mike, hey, Mike, pick up the phone and say, uh, who's there?" And the phone is going, ah, ah. The whole opening scene was him walking over and picking up the phone. And the phone just keeps going, ah, ah. Hey, Mike, pick up, pick up. And he stands there. Down came the curtain. And they rushed out and said, what happened, Mike? And he's standing there with a, with a funny look on his face. And then suddenly he shakes his head. He says, what do you mean, what happened? He said, I'm waiting for my cue. When, when, when's the curtain going up? And he says, it's... <laughs> Thank you, Bill. Bring it up large. Oh, by the way, uh, I would suggest that uh, since it is uh, the weekend coming up, that uh, you try damn near everything else. Why don't you try? Uh, why don't you try uh, clean thoughts over the weekend? Maybe that'll make it work. I mean, we have all these little handy hints and kinks. Oh, what the hell? If you can come up with a better suggestion, let's hear it. I wonder what Howard Costell is doing right now. A rune arledge. Is there a rune arledge? Nobody could have a name, I guess. Ridiculous. Thank you, crowd. Yeah, this is WOR New York. You stay tuned for Lester Smith and the News. Quack, 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 quack. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.